and welcome to the Cantina Chatter Podcast. My name is Victoria, and I will be your guide on this adventure through toys, collectibles, and film discussion. Toys. They're freaking awesome. I mean, sure, I'm a grown adult. But like many of you listening, I was never able to put an age cap on when I should stop enjoying toys. Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Batman, Marvel, etc, etc. And it could be worse, John. A lot worse. Some people burn some other extra cash on booze, others on gambling, but toys are pretty wholesome, right? Anything to justify it to ourselves, right? (laughs) Uh, Well, New York Toy Fair 2019 has come and gone. And with it, many new toys were revealed across a multitude of brands, franchises, and companies. In last week's episode, I was joined by Cantina correspondent Tom, who we sent to New York Toy Fair to cover Hasbro's reveals for all their product lines. We had a fun chat dissecting the new Star Wars reveals, and there were quite a few of them. In this episode, I will be joined by Tim of Collect Jurassic, one of the most frequently updated and reliable sources for the latest Jurassic World toy news and information. Tim spent time at New York Toy Fair this past week, and he was gracious enough to chat with me about all the wonderful new dinosaur toys he saw at Mattel's booth. All right, Tim from Collect Jurassic, welcome to the cantina. Awesome, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show. This is your very first time on the show, and uh, you are off at New York Toy Fair uh, checking out all the new offerings that were announced and on display from Mattel. Uh, for their Jurassic World toy line. Um, And I know it's something that we've all been hugely focused on since the line debuted last April. And uh, you've been doing an extraordinarily great job of covering it uh, on your website, collectjurassic.com, and on social media. And uh, there's a lot to talk about here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know that there was not um, an abundance of Jurassic toys, like when the movie launched last year and there was probably more than we could even keep track of but there's definitely like a ton to unpack here a lot of like features to these figures they announced so yeah i do think there's definitely a lot to go through absolutely and uh tell us a little bit before we get started about uh, collect jurassic and uh what your goals are with the site and everything that you share there in terms of news for sure um yeah i mean i started it a few months ago, um, I've been collaborating with uh, quite a few different people like Tom from Tom Jurassic. Um, Dr- Jurassic Contrast has helped us with photography and we're reaching out and trying, you know, different things with different people in the community. But really what I wanted was a uh, a toy collecting site that rivaled like the Star Wars collecting websites, which I'm sure you're very familiar with. Um, something like Yak Face was just such a cool resource for me whenever I was collecting Star Wars figures. And it was like, man something like this should exist for Jurassic that's telling you, you know, this is spotted in this store and these are in stock now. And, uh, you know, these toys were announced. It was just a really cool resource for Star Wars. And I was like, there's a real need for that for Jurassic. So that's really, you know, my ultimate mission with the site and the platform is to just uh, inform collectors, you know, what's hitting and where it's hitting. And, and then, of course, with things like Toy Fair, kind of covering that a little more in depth, too. Awesome. And uh, yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, There's plenty of those sites for Star Wars and there have been for years. For Jurassic, not so much. I know there's jptoys.com. That's like the old classic site that's been around a long time. Mm -hmm. But it's not really one that gets updated and the news doesn't get posted constantly like you're doing on Collect Jurassic. So uh, I definitely agree that there was a need for that. And I'm really happy to see that uh, you're feeling that need because everything you're doing through the site has just been remarkable really great job on on all the content you've been putting out awesome yeah thanks i mean again jp toys has been around forever i probably was on there when i was like 12 i don't know how long it's been but been on there since i was young um been collecting drastic since i was six uh and you know there's a whole new generation of collectors now and that's kind of like for me this site was striking while the iron was hot you know drastic world um even with just mattel i feel like they've created a massive new generation of, of Jurassic collectors. So it's, it's a, the way to connect with them is, you know, something like this. Definitely, definitely. And uh, it's a great resource uh, for all the latest Jurassic World toy collecting news. So I will put a link to that in the show notes so that our listeners can go and check it out. Cool. Awesome. So let's start with something that actually came out today. It's something that wasn't on display at Toy Fair, and it probably should have been. Uh, because it's really odd that they would uh, basically reveal it fully in an, in an official capacity the day um, 
you know, that toy fair has come to an end. But um, so, yeah, the Mattel Jurassic World Legacy Collection Brachiosaurus. What do you think? Oh, man. I mean, I think everyone who has ever collected Jurassic Park toys has dreamed of this Brachiosaurus figure. And I think for me, seeing it in the flesh, it's literally like the perfect manifestation of the Brachiosaur toy. I always wanted the size, the, you know, the articulation, just the whole style of it. I'm totally blown away by it. Um, I did want to speak about why it wasn't at Toy Fair, and I'm sure this has been said in a few other places, but, you know, Toy Fair is really for, you know, retailers and and distributors to come and, and, you know, kind of shop different companies' toys, what they could carry. In the case of the Brachiosaurus, I mean, it's principally an exclusive, and they're not going to bring a retailer exclusive to the Toy Fair. Um, so that's probably a big reason why Mattel didn't didn't show it there. Um, but you know, and we're hearing now, and we'll get into that later. I'm sure is that, you know this is going to be an international toy, hopefully too. So there was a little opportunity for them to show it there, but I also understand why they kind of uh, missed the boat with putting it out there too. So, but yeah, just seeing it today was uh, was totally mind blowing. It was awesome. Yeah, the the photo of it is just. Like it captures the right feel when you look at the photo, just the way that they they did it with uh, the Jeep and uh, Doctor Doctor Grant there, and uh, you know the mountains and the sky. It just it really like evokes that feeling of classic Jurassic Park. And uh, for me, that's what I felt when I saw this photo. I just thought <laughs> this is an awesome toy. Yeah, I mean it's huge. It's it looks immense. I think it's bigger than I was even expecting. To be honest, it's just it looks huge. Yeah, I think, did they say it was going to be something like three feet tall or? Yeah, so I think uh, it's it's about uh, 28 inches or maybe 20, I don't know. I have it on the site, but it's it's uh, a little over two feet and not quite three feet long. So two feet tall, three feet long. Yeah, big guy. It, it's huge. And uh, I think they did say it is in scale with uh, the rest of the three and three quarter inch offerings. Uh, from the mm-hmm. line so like the human figures uh, the dinosaurs and um yeah i mean it it, it looks stunning and uh, i i greatly appreciate i mean they could have easily based it off the more uh, fallen kingdom brachiosaurus design uh, yeah which is a little different of course um and uh, i'm really glad they didn't base it off the jurassic park 3 design <laughs> but yeah um yeah i mean it's clearly classic jurassic park i mean the head sculpt the way it kind of has like that little hint of like a smile on it um, j- just the sculpting, the coloration. I mean, it's it's very classic looking, and it's, right. it's it, I'm really happy about what I'm seeing here. Yeah, like I said, it's like it's literally like if you went into my brain when I was seven years old and and pulled out the toy that I wanted Kenner to come out with back in the day. Like, this is it. It's it's awesome. I I know a lot of people are probably familiar with the Horizon. Uh, line of Jurassic Park models that came out back then and uh-huh. and they had a great brachiosaur model it was awesome and it was yeah. if you had one it was a it was a decent stand-in for uh, a, a Kenner toy but it had no articulation and that's what like this is so awesome you know we have the the neck with ro- the rotating neck the jaw obviously the legs and the tail I mean it's it's going to be awesome I actually had someone uh, message me and ask me if it was going to be able to stand up on its hind legs well, I don't think it's going to be able to do that but <laughs> it's cool that we can at least try to do it you know so yeah. very very cool thing yeah definitely and have you found any information yet in terms of pricing yeah so it is going to be uh, well the, the suggested retail price which you know is always dubious but i mean so far all the suggested retail prices mattel has listed for their new stuff have been on the mark but the one for this is 49.99 which is just crazy i mean wow. i i would have thought this was you know a 70 to 80 dollar figure and, and you'd certainly see toy companies take advantage of collectors and 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 you know mark things up because they know people will pay but 50 bucks is just i mean it's awesome it's 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 great that they can offer it at that price point so yeah, absolutely. That's that's remarkably good. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I too expected it was going to be at least the price of the Super Colossal, maybe a little bit more. But um, yeah, I mean, for for a toy this size and for how dynamic it's going to, the shelf presence it's going to have is yeah, you can't beat that price. And I mean, that's a testament to a lot of things that Mattel has done right with this toy line is uh, marketing these toys at, at pricing that is attractive not only to collectors but also to families. I mean, you're keeping it affordable. Uh, yeah. Just just as with the, like a $30 Mosasaurus, which I think is still a really good deal. Uh, even something as big as the Super Colossal at $55 is still, for what you're getting, yeah. I think is pretty great. 
Yeah, and I think like what you said about the Mosasaur, I think this is kind of in the same sort of uh, thought is that I'm guessing they're going to find a way to, you know, condense it a little bit in its box that when it is sitting there on the shelf, it looks like a $50 figure, but it also, you know, it's not this tiny little box either. So I think they probably have a balance there where they're, you know, uh, you know, kind of paring this item down by taking it apart in a box, but still kind of selling what kind of big figure it is too. Yeah, definitely. I'm really excited to see package samples of this because I agree it's going to look interesting however they decide to uh, to display it so that it's not, uh, you know, this huge box that's sitting on the shelf. Yeah, I've been staring at the picture trying to figure out how they're going to pop something off here or there, but uh, I guess we'll see. I yeah. hope soon enough. Yeah, we'll find out. So um, let's go ahead and get into the uh, items that were on display at uh, New York Toy Fair for uh, the Mattel Jurassic World toy line. And I'm going off your site here, collectjurassic.com, and uh, just using that as a basis for what we are going to be discussing. So uh, looking at the site here, uh, there's the first article you have here, Mattel at New York Toy Fair 2019, Expectations and Dream Reveals. So um, this is stuff that uh, you were hoping was going to be revealed at the show initially. Is that correct? Uh, well, yeah, actually, that's Tom. Tom Jurassic uh, actually wrote that article for us. Um, and it was kind of, I mean, he was definitely <laughs> kind of putting to word what we were all thinking. So, yeah, it's what we we're all were hoping and expecting to see at the at the uh, show and, our, and, our, and some of our wild dream, you know, uh, expectations, too. But, uh, I mean, as you can see, <laughs> we didn't see most of what we were hoping to see. But uh, we definitely got a tease at a lot of stuff, too. So Yeah, yeah, nice. And uh, Tom's great. I love Tom. Yeah, he's great, man. I mean, he's, he, he pumps stuff out. Um, and, yeah, he's definitely got, like, a great, um, you know, attitude about covering this stuff and, and being, you know, very respectful of, you know, all the hard work that Mattel and other companies do put into this stuff. So Absolutely. definitely, definitely great working with him. We need more of that, too, because a lot of people are quick to just – um, look at things on the surface and say, oh, Mattel's uh, lazy or Mattel uh, is, it's Mattel's fault that I can't get this item in my country. And um, yeah. there's just like a huge um, lack of, I think, um, compassion and understanding right. uh, for all that goes into, you know, producing a toy line like this. It's a very big toy line. It's not something, mm-hmm. you know, that you can easily <laughs> collect. Um, it's very big and there's a lot of exclusives. There's a lot of items that are available um, even that we can't get here in the U.S. that are available and have been available elsewhere. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it might be easy to jump to conclusions, but I think that's definitely something we need more of is a little bit more patience, a little bit more uh, understanding and, you know, researching, yeah. you know, why some of these decisions may be made and just kind of right. coming to the understanding that we're not going to know all the answers. You know, some of this stuff is done behind the scenes and we're just never going to mm-hmm. see the reasoning for it. Right, yeah. I mean, I could probably... Uh, do a whole episode on negativity and fans and things like that. But, oh, yeah. but really, I mean, I, w- w- what the, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a great problem that we have that we can't manage to collect all these toys. It's a great problem because there is so many, you know, if they had released um, a much more condensed, you know, streamlined assortment of a couple Raptors and a couple T-Rexes and, and, you know, basically just did something a little bit more limited like Hasbro did, everyone would be able to track down whatever they wanted because there would only be, you know, 10 items. But Mattel mm-hmm. has given us a wonderful problem, and they've released way too much stuff, uh, released it everywhere all over the world. And if you're if you're real serious about it, you can track it all down. But, you know, it, that, and that's what's fun for, you know, for a lot of collectors too. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely, definitely. And, um, yeah, I mean, and, and if you don't want to collect it all, I mean, you know, that's okay too. I mean, you can focus more on those key items like the Mosasaur, the Brachiosaurus, or, you know, just yeah. make it your own. And I think that's the great thing about collecting is there's not really a right or wrong way to do it. You just collect for sure, as for you sure. see fit. All and right. again, that appreciation for, for what Mattel has done for this franchise. It's like, I don't want to hear for a second that they are lazy or don't care because obviously, um, you know, they put a great deal of, of thought and care, not just to making them great toys for kids, but making them great toys for Jurassic fans and Jurassic collectors. So, um, yeah, just tons of respect there from me. Absolutely. Very well said. Um, so let's go ahead and look at the items that were on display. So I'm looking at your article. Uh, it's, it says, see Mattel's Indominus Rex and more. So 
Um, let's go ahead and mention the Indominus Rex here because uh, th this is one of the items that has had a lot of hype behind it. Uh, it's one of the things that people have been wanting to see for a, a long time and been, they've been pestering Mattel. Are you going to do an Indominus Rex? Are you going to do an Indominus? And uh, I think, you know, obviously they were and they did. And um, yeah, here it is. So you got to see it in person. Uh, what were your impressions of the Indominus Rex? Oh, man. I mean, it was everything I hoped it would be. Uh, I think the second that um, Jurassic World Toys first came out from Mattel and they did that that miniature little see-through Indominus Rex as part of like a blind bag thing, um, we all knew that this was coming. Um, it was just a matter of like when. And I think, you know, the figure itself, uh, I, I was expecting something in, in the lines of the Extreme Charm and Spinosaur to be a little bit, you know, a little more stylish and not so like movie true that kind of was the case with a lot of dinosaur figures that weren't in Fallen Kingdom. But I mean, when we first saw it a couple months ago, just like a little tease and then seeing it come out from the Toy Fair, I mean, it looks, it just looks so much like the movie. That's the first thing that strikes me. Um, the, the head sculpt, especially, you know, we've seen so many approximations of the Indominus with, um, Hasbro toys and you know other things, but um, they, they just got the silhouette and and the the features, everything about it, perfect. And obviously, um, you know the big thing with this figure is the action features too. Um, I I saw them demonstrated like you know I saw uh, Owen get eaten like probably fifty times that weekend, <laughs> um, and it's just so cool. I mean, uh, it's a little bit different than the thrash and throw. Um, the thrash and throw T-Rex, you know, is, is hinged at the waist and also has another neck hinge. Um, and it works great. Uh, but the, the Indominus is a little different because it's hinged, um, like its leg joints are hinged. So you don't really have that huge seam in the, in the waist, which is really cool, mm -hmm. but it's the same kind of idea where it pops down and kind of naturally lunges down and, and bites. And then, um, you know, he would he would uh, swing it back up and its neck would swing up and then he would kind of gobble it down. There's an action feature on the tail that chomps. Um, and then you have those LED lights that light up the figure in the throat, which is just, I think it's totally awesome. I've seen a couple people be like, why is that there? I mean, it's not <laughs> in the movie or anything, but it's so cool. And it's, and what, what's also cool about it is if you don't like it, like it's not like some honking thing you can see when you don't use it. It's just there. Yeah. It's there on it and if, if not you're not going to notice it but i think it's cool i think it's like uh almost like some sort of weird secret indominus canon that we've had two figures now with light up leds inside it's like <laughs> did it light up in the movie or something we didn't know about it but i just think it's awesome that it lights up the figures in the throat uh, one thing i want to clear up though because a lot of people ask is like does the do the figures come out from its stomach or something like that but and it actually just goes into its neck and then um that's as far as it goes and then you just have to like you know make indominus cough the poor guy out um <laughs> but just just a really cool feature i mean i mean uh, we all think it's cool sure but like kids are going to eat that up i mean that's just too awesome um and, and i also think it's a little less cumbersome than than having them go down to the stomach and have kids having toys get jammed up in the throat and pulling them out like i think it's a True. it's a good it's a good little shortcut they did with that and I, they didn't really need to you know mess with the mechanics of making it go all the way down so that was awesome and then the, i think the other action feature um you know makes the arms swipe not unlike the um grab and growl endoraptor but definitely um you know the arms and this guy are way more like sturdy uh, articulated at the shoulder articulated at the elbow so you can move them all around they're not kind of just stuck in this weird you know uh, awkward hug like you can move them all around i did on the figure i mean we got to hold the figure um feel it and and move things around on it so that kind of um articulation is is, is really cool to see with the indominus especially because his arms are such a huge part of his character design right absolutely and uh, yeah, you brought up a good point that it does have this light up feature that some people are not too excited about. But um, yeah, I mean, it is hidden, like you're saying, it, it, it is something that you're not going to necessarily see unless, you know, you're, you're playing with it, obviously. Um, and uh, I think that's something they kind of did really well on the Battle Damage Albertosaurus that recently came out uh, because uh, they were very smart about it. They included the little um, the door on the side of its um, on its rib cage. Uh, on the same side, they included the little scratches on its legs. So if you didn't want to see that, you just, you know, turn it up to the other side and yeah, uh, you're yeah. not going to see that on your shelf. Um, yeah, totally. But yeah, I mean, I, you made a good point also that it has a very movie accurate aesthetic. Uh, that was something that I was very curious about because a lot of the toys in this line 
have had a little bit more of a cartoony uh, caricature sort of look to them. Um, I'm thinking of things like the Spinosaurus and um, maybe to a lesser extent, things like the Suchomimus uh, and of yeah. course, a lot of the attack packs. But I mean, this is very movie accurate. It's got a very uh, realistic sculpt. Uh, the, the skull is painted beautifully. Uh, all the shading and everything is very nicely done. So yeah, they, they did a great job on the on the aesthetics on this one. Yeah, and I'm wondering too, I've heard it kicked around a few places that um, some of the figures are so much more, you know, amazingly accurate because they are using those um, ILM, like literal renders of the dinosaurs. And maybe that's the case with Indominus too. They had access to some sort of, act, you know, 3D assets that, that let them just totally nail it because they really did. It just looks, it just looks perfect. It's awesome. Yeah, it, it, it does. Just looking at the picture here, it's, <laughs> it's, I, it's, it's great. I mean, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to get this. Yeah. And, and scale wise, I don't think the pictures I have up right now, um, have it in there. We have like hundreds of pictures to, to go through to, to get up online, but, um, there's a lot of pictures with it next to the fight and fight T-Rex t-rex which again i have to uh just have to blast like that's my favorite t-rex awesome paint coloring love the scale of it and they, and they had it there at the show um on the table and it's you know it's appropriately larger than the rex it's not like just a smidge larger or way too big it's like it's bigger but it's not you know massively bigger so um but there's definitely other photos out there that people can find with it right next to the rex and it just looks awesome it's nice. it scales great um yeah yeah, that's that's great to hear, uh, and I, I gotta agree with you there. I absolutely love the Biden fight T Rex. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I mean, the super colossal yeah. for just having the sheer you know sheer presence on the shelf. But as far as the other Rexes go, uh, I, I love the Biden fight. Yeah, it's awesome. I just I have to think that somewhere in a boardroom at Mattel they were thinking well, we got to make another T Rex for 2019. How are you gonna get all these collectors who have already bought three T Rexes to buy buy another T Rex? And uh, they figured it out with the bite fight so um i think a lot of people went and bought their fourth t-rex figure because it was just so cool yeah that's when you don't even count like t-rexes like the destructosaurus t-rex or the battle damage extreme chomp in (laughs) t-rex yeah we're overloaded in t-rex but you know that's another good problem to have right exactly they're all they're all unique and this one of course it's just like the paint the paint aesthetic it's just awesome and i'm excited to see i think I would hope they saw a strong response to that figure and, you know, maybe we'll see a couple other Rexes with that paint scheme. Um, but yeah, it, it, awesome figure. Definitely. Now, um, for the Indominus Rex, um, what are the legs like as far as the articulation goes? Do they actually go sideways? Oh man, I know we got to hold it a limited time, but I didn't mess with it too much. I mean, all the figures that I held, I kind of held gingerly and didn't really want to like, you know, push it too much so i didn't test if they had ball joints on them or anything um but they were like like kind of tied with the mechanism of chomping so Mm -hmm. maybe they were static i i don't know i didn't mess with it enough honestly we we only ever held it for a minute or so so right on um and uh, what do you think of the name destroy and devour indominus rex (laughs) i love that stuff i mean it's funny that all these (laughs) all these guys have the little uh n the bite and fight grab and growl it's, it's obviously their thing and and uh i what i liked about it months ago when we first heard about it was like okay all it's definitely going to be eating something so i think it's cool and and you know i think kids always get into that kind of fun stuff too so good good job on Mattel. absolutely all right so moving on um we are looking at the uh roar of war slash dual attacks um are okay. Are any of these actual Aurorivores, or are they all dual attacks? No, they're all there. There's a there's a good mix in there. Um, oh well. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna try to just from memory. Uh, the Ankylosaur was Aurorivore, um, so same exact um, features as as a regular Aurorivore, just with the redeco. Um, Baryonyx was Aurorivore. Um, Stratosaurus was Aurorivore. Uh, the Triceratops with the awesome lots canceled Lost World um, kind of uh, paint scheme yeah. that was a dual attack, and then who does that leave me with? Um, a Concavenator, which was also dual attack. I think that's all the all the um, the new coloring they had out, and so yeah, it was a, it was a mix of it, which um, just kind of talking to some people, I guess 
um, you know, they, the Roarvors did amazing last year. They, they were like the literal figure that won Mattel Action Figure of the Year at the Toy Fair. Um, oh, wow. And I and I think and I think that they were, you know, they're really trying to get Roarvors back into the assortment. So this was sort of the um, the quick fix. Uh, and, and I think they look great. But I, I've been told that there's more original Roarvors on the way to kind of fill in that line. So yeah, hmm. 2019, we're going to have, you know. Two price points are the same price point, uh, but different lines of figures on, on shelves um, with these dual attacks and these Roar of Wars having different paint colors. So um, I think there's just a couple that are, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that, um, you know, the, the Allosaurus that's on the back of one of these new figures, you can see a repainted red Allosaur. Um, that, you know, I think that's another one in this line that just wasn't shown at the Toy Fair. Hmm. And uh, it looks like there's also a Metriacanthosaurus that has a new new coloration. Oh. Yeah, and that one was a Roarvore too as well. So the ones that were, you know, had had been Roarvores are, are still straight up Roarvores just with the repaint. And then there were those couple dual attacks too. So yeah, nice. the colors on them were just were just um, crazy. I mean, uh, the first time I saw them, I was kind of like, whoa. Um, but you know, the Baryonyx was familiar. I think we'd seen. A little piece of that before um i love the new ankylosaur paint job um uh the ankylosaur figure itself um is just a, such a solid figure but uh i thought the first version was a little plain i guess so that seeing this a little bit more you know exotic uh paint job I, I i love all the dino rivals i love all the the crazy paint colors on them um i like the way they're you know they, they're very bright so seeing it applied to these classic roars is, is really cool i think yeah it, it is cool that they are bringing them back i know some people have taken issue with uh the fact that you know they already have these and you know are, do they need to buy them again and you know the new colors mm-hmm. um and obviously you know if you're just collecting like one of each species then you know you don't need to but if you are collecting them all then you're probably going to want to add them all to your collection anyway right and i think too it's like from a business standpoint I think any toy company, if they can get, you know, if they can make, uh, if they can reuse something and, and reuse it effectively, um, they're going to do it. And I think this is a great opportunity to get, you know, some cooler paint variations out there. Um, and, and also, I've, I've seen people who say, oh, this is awesome. I didn't buy a Baryonyx the first time around. I totally want this, you know. And that's that's cool, a cool opportunity for people, too. Um, yeah. And that one thing about paint coloring, this is just me totally nerding out. But um you know, I like the Sukumimus, uh paint variations, for example, because they kind of look like they could be a mating pair. Like they kind of have the same sort of color application a little bit. But one of the things that just kind of bugs me about the like, concavenator repaint is like we have this very black volcanic looking concavenator. And then we have this one that just looks like he was on an acid <laughs> trip or something. And it's like, are they supposed to be like living in the same Jurassic Park here? Like what, what happened here? It's just kind of funny because they don't really even compliment each other, but uh, it's still cool. And of course I'm going to get it. And of course, most people out there complaining about the repaints are probably going to buy it too. So sure. Sure. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. Some of the colors, like I love, I love the Triceratops. You mentioned there was actually a cancel the lost world Triceratops and uh, it definitely seems like they took inspiration from uh, from that to uh, in designing the color palette for uh, this yeah. this new Triceratops, and I, I love that. It's awesome to see the Cerebacks like that. Uh, yeah. and it is a nice coloration. It's it's not too overwhelming. Uh, it's it's not too dull. It's it's nice. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and and I would say the same for the Ankylosaurus. Personally, I think it would have been cool if they would have tried maybe the JP three coloration of the Ankylosaurus mm-hmm. here. But this looks good too. It's it's not too over the top. It still looks fairly natural um and yeah. uh, let's see what else the baryonyx uh that too it's pretty different from the original but it, it still looks you know pretty reptilian it's kind of like a almost like an alligator or um you know yeah. sort of color um, right the ones if, you're, that- if you're really looking for uh if you're really looking for those kind of kenner homages uh that baryonyx does look a lot like a uh, jurassic park dinosaurs um which was the, you know, the weird Walmart Jurassic Park line. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it looks it looks very similar to one of those Baryonyx. So I don't know if that's intentional or not, but I've seen a couple people point that out too. So maybe there's something there. Yeah, yeah, it could very well be. Uh, yeah. Let's see, the Ceratosaurus. Um, that, that 
like that. I mean, it, it's a very um, naturalistic look. It's it's quite different yeah. from the original. I like that. That's, that looks nice. Right. Um, but I, I got to agree with you. Like the, uh, let's see, the Mitri Acanthosaurus, it's like this really bright red with orange highlights on its head. Yeah. Um, and the uh, Concavenator, yeah, that's, it's pretty far out. It almost looks like a, like clown colors or something. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But, you know, <laughs> I, I think it's like the whole... Uh, chaos effect in the 90s and the dino hybrids a few years ago I, I think that they you know maybe in the off year with these movies they really they really find that you know these these bright colors really help make these dinosaurs pop off the shelves I guess so yeah I, th I think they, that's the main, definitely well yeah I think that's the main thing they want to differentiate it so if you see it on the shelf maybe you're a kid or you're not hardcore following this line like we are mm -hmm. Um, you'll see that and, and think, you know, you might think, well, I have a Meteor but it doesn't look like that. Or, you know, mm -hmm. it's more enticing to want to buy it because it does oh, look yeah. different enough. No, that's totally true. I can totally see that. Clearly yeah. different. <laughs> For sure. And uh, I, I really love the Rorivores assortment, too. I mean, at the price point, $15. Um, yep. I think you're you're definitely getting your bang for your buck, and you know it's one of those mm -hmm. things that if you saw it on the shelf and you didn't have it, it's like okay, fifteen dollars, it's not too bad. Um, you can add a right. fun new dinosaur to your collection. So um, yeah, I'm glad that they're continuing that, and uh, you know I don't mind the the repaints. Hopefully there will be eventually some um, new sculpts mixed in there as well. But um, it, it's great to see them just you know continuing to offer these in a different way. Yeah, yeah, and I and I know that they talked about the new sculpts um a little bit at the booth so i think i'm like okay to to um to you know bring them up here i don't know if these are definitely um uh Rorivores or dual attack but the couple ones that we can expect are uh the i'm gonna say, i'm not great at some dinosaur names so please don't um harass me if i don't say this right but uh, <laughs> no it's the it's the the nasuceratops or nasudoceratops yeah nasudoceratops um, yeah, so I think that one is, it's either a dual attack or a roar roar that's coming. And then um, we already know from San Diego Comic-Con the um, Amagrosaurus, and that one was a mega dual attack. And then the Quetzalcoatlus, which I think was also a mega dual attack. And they did mention those, like, often at the, the actual little Jurassic World booth. So, they, I mean, I think that was the way of them telling, you know, press and people asking like, yes, there's more than just repaints on the way. They're just not here. So they did they did bring those species up rather often. Mm. Yeah, that that's going to be really cool to see all of those other ones too, because those are different species. And I yeah. anticipate that we'll see those um, later in the year, hopefully at a San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, go ahead, sorry. So uh, moving along, um, so this one was a surprise. I, w I really was not expecting Super Colossal Velociraptor Blue. So what do you make of that yeah. one? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone saw that on the radar. I think a lot of people thought they were going to do a Triceratops because it was so prominently featured on the box. But, I mean, it's it's so cool. Um, so I was at the booth two different days. And the first day I was there, it was stuck in the box. Um, its jaw was open super wide, and I was like, meh. It really gave me like a Hasbro Raptor vibes. But then the second day we were there, they actually had it out of the box, had its legs and tail connected on, and it was instantly like, oh, man, this is cool. And then we were playing with it, and we shut the jaw a little bit more, and that's when I started to take a bunch of pictures, and I was like, this is like a very faithful representation of blue. I mean, they obviously don't have razor-sharp teeth in there. Um, you know, it's a toy, but it's it's a very, very faithful representation of blue. And um, I think uh, I've said somewhere, uh, I mean, as a kid having a, a Jurassic Raptor this big, I mean, that's another just dream toy. The thing is huge. It's clearly a Jurassic Raptor. This is one that I am so stoked for someone like Ted Brothers or someone to, to take a crack at repainting. It's going to be like yeah the coolest so yeah yeah it's gonna be awesome so cool that it's blue but i'm also excited to see other people transform it into like you know the lost world tiger raptors or the original raptor because it's just a very faithful drastic raptor looking toy so absolutely yeah um yeah I, I totally didn't expect it and um looking at it in the photos it looks cool i mean it's it's blue i mean i love blue blue is like my favorite yeah. but um it's like where am i gonna put this <laughs> Right, no. 
I feel that way about a lot of stuff with this line, oh, but yeah, uh, I'm probably sure. probably still going to pick it up. One of the things that they were mentioning in like uh, the press materials were, and they used quotes to say glass eyes. I don't think the eyes are literally glass, but they do have a very like realistic, translucent look to the way they painted them or installed them. So that's a really cool, you know, um, a really cool thing they did to really connect it to blue. I mean, it does look like blue's eyes, which yeah. I thought was a nice little feature, and it also does swallow toys the same way as um the super colossal rex i didn't look at the stomach or anything but playing with the the jaws i could see that it had um uh, you know a large throat that led down somewhere so it definitely is able to swallow toys too that's awesome so i'm glad that they're keeping the uh the play factor there um and uh, it's i imagine it's probably going to be a roughly about the same size as the t-rex would you say that's correct yeah, it looked about the same size. I mean, it's kind of a little bit more stocky and built differently, but it definitely felt every bit as big as the uh, Extreme Chompin' Rex, or the Super Colossal Rex, every bit as big. Right on. So uh, probably just something people should keep in mind. It's not really meant to scale with the Super Colossal T-Rex. It's kind of its own thing, and I yep. assume that anything that's a super, any Super Colossal type release will probably be its own thing and, uh, you know, obviously display very nicely if you just wanted a single a super colossal piece as the t-rex does it's just mm -hmm. very very imposing and uh, i imagine this will be the same it, it does look really good uh, it's got a gorgeous sculpt i'm just looking at the pictures here and lots of texturing going on 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 the skin and mm -hmm. the striations uh, along the body and the contouring and the way they applied uh, like you were talking about the eyes they look very realistic yeah and um yeah this it, it looks great i i'm really i really hope i can find a place to put it because I have my uh, my T Rex on the top of my Detoff, so it's 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 like in a very prominent spot. But I only have one mm -hmm. of those, so uh, yeah, I might yeah. have to get another one of those so that I can display Super Colossal Blue on it too. Right, it's just yeah, th that and the Brachiosaur are gonna make everybody, um, you know, invest in some new shelf space. So, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's see here. So next we have a uh, Primal Pal Blue. So it says that. Um, uh, this is it's a little bit different. It it kind of looks a little bit like the uh, the hatch and play blue, but I, it looks like this yeah. might be a little different. Is that correct? Yeah, it's definitely bigger and it's got you know electronics and a little bit more um, of a play feature. Uh, I would put it at about maybe a foot and a half, um, maybe not that big, maybe more like a little a little under a foot. Um, but yeah, it's it's bigger um, and it's got it's kind of hard to explain, but um, the, the way they have it kind of all hinged together is when you press down its back it, it kind of pivots at the hips and and moves really realistically i'm trying to think of a toy that i could compare it to but i can't really think of something um but yeah i mean it's all um mechanized so that you know it, it can kind of pivot back and forth and move its arms and, and growl and when you push it kind of down on its hips it, it lunges forward and its mouth opens and it makes noise um i think there's a few youtube videos you could go look at if you're really interested in seeing how it moved um but uh yeah just it's really cute i mean obviously i think they have a lot they could cash in on with that baby blue i'm actually surprised there isn't more baby blue merchandise out there in the role I, I i think that would be i think it's a popular thing and uh and i think this is definitely looking to get in on that um but yeah it's a little reminiscent of the hatch and play blue um but obviously uh a little bigger and um yeah it looks like it's gonna be a super fun thing again for kids, I think kids will really get after it, especially with the Hatchimals and all the other, you know, semi-robotic stuffed animals and semi-robotic dinosaurs you see in the toilet. This will be, you know, at home right there with those. So, yeah, yeah, this will definitely be a fun one. Uh, and did they give you a price point on this by any chance? Uh, have it. Um, I, they gave it to me a separate. I think it's twenty-five dollars. Oh, wow, or so twenty-four nine or twenty-four ninety-nine. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, again, I think every price point they announced, I'm just like, wow, really? Okay. Um, yeah, 24.99. Um, and, and it's a fall figure. Uh, so yeah. Uh, and with electronics and everything. So, um, awesome value on that one. For sure. This will definitely make like a good gift if you wanted to get like a birthday yeah. gift for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it does well. Cause like, you know, just again, just dream, dream toy announcements. If they did a baby triceratops like this or, you know, a baby Rex, like that would be awesome. I mean, I love blue, but, you know, blue is very much a character and it's cool to get, you know, dinosaur species that aren't really 
characters, but just like an actual, you know, baby dinosaur, like a triceratops or something. That would be an awesome figure. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so uh, let's see. Was there anything else that uh, Mattel had out for Jurassic, or did we pretty well cover everything? Uh, I think I didn't have it in that article yet, but the the Snap Squad, um, the little guys on the end of their booth, Mm. um, you know, these were just uh, little tiny they're like uh again going back to the hatch and play dinosaurs that with those big giant eyes it was kind of like a step in that kind of style so they were they weren't you know meant to be these you know perfect mattel figure scale figure designs i mean they're very much cartoony um you know kind of cashing in on that sort of style um but what really sold me on these was so they're called snap squad because they have um they're like a chip clip almost they have uh hinged jaws with a lot of pressure and uh he was sna- uh, the presenter was snapping them to his jacket or snapping him on his finger but when they're on your finger and you wiggle them um again a video you, you should seek out and find to watch um when you wiggle them they have their their little loose arms and legs and tails and they wiggle just like a tiny little dinosaur like that would if it was clamped onto your or finger and it's just it's a really cute thing and you know it's people are going to be putting them on their backpack and on their you know purse strap and things like that i think is really kind of and obviously little kids are just going to be playing with it anyway. Um, I think that's really what it's aimed for. It's just kind of a half collectible, half fun kid thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, those were priced great too. I think they were four ninety nine or five ninety nine. Um, had a, a bunch of different species. They had, um, Velociraptor, T-Rex, Carnotaur, Dilophosaurus, uh, Indominus Rex, Endoraptor, all of the major carnivores. Um, and, uh, I think those are coming out in at least one wave, maybe two, but they had different colorways. That- they had a really cool green Dilophosaurus and they had a gray Dilophosaurus. So um, just little cool designs, um, you know, that that kind of accessory to the main Mattel line stuff is always is always a cool thing to try to track down and collect too. Not blind bags. They will be on a card back so you can see what you're getting. But, uh, but yeah, nice little cool surprise there too. Yeah, yeah, they're different and um, uh, probably make a pretty good little impulse buy. And yeah, mm-hmm. I might grab one or two. I might grab one or two. Yeah, me sure. Yeah, the Carnotaur too. It 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 has the same exact coloring as the uh, as the proper Mattel figure too, which I I just love that kind of synergy they have across all the dinosaur designs. Um, Universal that that is uh, so cool little thing there. Absolutely. So yeah, lots of good stuff, and um, uh, it looks like there was some stuff for Lego. And Mm -hmm. were there any other companies that had stuff on display? Yeah, I mean, toy-wise, I didn't see, um, you know, too many other Jurassic toys, but um, Factory Collectibles, which has had some stuff out in the past for Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, um, you know, they had um, a little statue bobblehead of blue coming out of the egg. They had the Jurassic Park gates with the flickering flames. Um, They're not, like, massive and immense high-end collectible statues like you see from um, Chronic Collectibles or... or, um, prime one but they're they're you know yeah. modestly priced a couple hundred bucks but it was awesome the, the light flickering on it was really cool if i ever see that one i'm definitely picking it up because they also aren't huge either so it's not like you need you know a, a kitchen table to put your statues on like it, it was small enough that i could fit it within my collection i already have so they had some cool stuff at their booth um they had these uh figurines there too that i think we've seen before that had a real cartoony vibe they had like grant malcolm and the raptor I'm, tr- I'm trying to think what the name of those was. I have it right here. They were called Revo's um, Vinyl Revolution. Um, so they had that at their booth and just a couple of like keychains and stuff like that. Um, where I saw some Jurassic inner tubes at a different um, booth. And then another cool thing I saw um, that I think we have heard something about for was these um, Mondoids that I-, I have all this on my Instagram. Um, they're like these little vinyl figures and they had two Jurassic Park ones. Um, Mon- Mondoids is created by Mondo Tees, who you know does all the really cool collectible Jurassic uh-huh. Park posters, and just they do they do everything. Um, you know they just do high end movie collectibles. Um, but they had these uh, T Rex and Velociraptor Mondoid vinyl figures that were really cool. Um, their whole like um, shtick is that all these different Mondoid um, characters are like oozing green slime. Not sure what that's about, but they had like Terminator and like Alien and Predator. But they had the Jurassic Park T-Rex um, sitting on top of a, a Jeep Wrangler. And then they had a Velociraptor uh, with his tongue coming out, real gnarly looking. But um, <laughs> obviously the 
at a you know a Jurassic design, you know, not just generic dinosaurs. So those are a really cool little find we saw too. But um, yeah, beyond that, it wasn't anything brand new. Um, and obviously, you know, Mattel and Lego were, were definitely the highlights of the show for me. Nice. Yeah, some of these Lego sets <laughs> they look pretty wacky. Yeah, they. But I, I mean, I the the T Rex mech definitely was a little much for me. But the egg spinner, which is an actual like cannon ride in Jurassic World, like that was cool to see. Um, Owen's trailer is in one of the sets. Obviously, having a Lego Baryonyx is is so cool. Um, yeah. Uh, and the Triceratops, you know, that I don't know how familiar you are with Lego, but they've had a Lego Triceratops before before they had Jurassic World as a toy line and um, and they're bringing that kind of mold, if you will, back for this set and it has a cool electric fence that it can knock down. So a lot of cool little play features, um, uh, a lot of nice little details. Uh, it's tied to a, a, a miniseries, uh, Legend of Isla Nublar, uh, Lego Jurassic World Legend of Isla Nublar. And I'm interested to see, like, you know, I know it's going to be a goofy kind of, you know, cartoon, but there's going to be some interesting plot points, I think, uh, in there. Because if you look at the pictures I took like closely, like there's a guy holding like an old map of Isla Nublar, and then there's people holding new maps of Isla Nublar. So I'm wondering if there's going to be some kind of, you know, extended universe sort of hijinks going on that, you know, kind of add to the lore of Jurassic. So interested right. to see where that goes. Yeah, yeah, no, these sets look fun. I, I did buy all of the uh, the ones in 2015, all the Jurassic Lego sets, because um, yeah, the uh, I was really disappointed. You know, all of us were really disappointed with what what Hasbro did at the time, and yeah, uh, I think we were kind of turning to you know anywhere else we could find to to find like quality Jurassic product, and uh, Lego really did that. They really had some really awesome stuff at the time like the indominus rex breakout and yeah um the uh, raptor rampage i mean all of those sets are great and of course it's great to continue seeing them doing that and offering some of these uh new ones like you mentioned the triceratops and uh, the baryonyx looks incredible um yeah yeah the really good stuff there it's, I, I like it's what funny I'm because like you said in 2015 i think a lot of people went and bought all the lego sets i know i did because you weren't in love with hasbro and then come 2018 i didn't buy any of the lego sets at first because i was spending all my collector money on mattel toys so yeah. <laughs> uh yeah it's, same it's just kind of funny how things change yeah but totally. yeah i think these sets are cool and i'm actually kind of glad there's only a few to collect um i feel like when fallen kingdom came out there was like just too many legos to even comprehend so it's nice that they have a little bit um smaller of an instrument this year and good that they're bringing it forward the second year because they didn't do that with jurassic world you know they did it one year and then didn't do jurassic sets the next year so i think that's i think that's a good sign absolutely so uh, yeah i think that pretty well covers it um if you were to say that one item stood out the most to you and was probably the one thing you're looking forward to the most uh what would that item be oh easily the indominus rex the destroying devour um it's just going to be a great large carnivore to have, a great toy um, as far as the features go. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I love that character in that movie. So it's going to be great to get a properly created figure from Mattel for that one. Um, it's super exciting. Uh, that That's going to be awesome. So definitely the highlight of the show for me. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. I think that's the one thing that people were very excited about. And, you know, they finally got to see what it looks like, what it does. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I know that for me also, that was probably the most exciting uh, reveal. And um, can't wait for that to hit stores. Yeah, and it should be in stores. I think they said fall. So, you know, we can be looking for that halfway through summer when the fall stuff starts to trickle out. So very soon cool. enough. Very cool. Uh, well, hey, it's been a pleasure having you here on the show today. Um, thank you so much for uh, for all the coverage that you did uh, over at New York Toy Fair, looking at all these items and taking the photos and everything. And um, I, I know all of us that couldn't be there uh, are immensely appreciative of that. So thank you. It's great. It was great to join you. Uh, great to like kind of share my experience with the Toy Fair. Um, you know, I went out there not, you know, not as like a business or anything. I literally went out there so that I could cover it and share it with people and, you know, bring people in. Uh, I've been looking at toy fairs on the internet for, you know, easily 10 years now, um, watching pictures slowly trickle out little tiny photo galleries. And, you know, we live in the day, day age of social media. So getting to go out there and just take hundreds of pictures and share them with people is like, you know, 
what I was all about. So I'm super happy to come onto the show and, and talk about it a little bit more in depth. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for being on the show and uh, for sharing your opinions and uh, thoughts on all this because uh, it's quite a bit of stuff. Um, it, not everything we were expecting to see, but you know, definitely some stuff to keep us talking, obviously, and uh, to keep yeah. us excited because uh, obviously this is going to be an ongoing line and uh, they're definitely trying to milk it for all it's worth, which which I'm totally cool with. Um, so yeah, yeah, great stuff all, all the way around. Awesome. Well, again, thanks for having me. Of course. If people want to look you up online, uh, where can they go? So collectjurassic.com is the main website, and we definitely keep that very up to date with our, um, you know, whatever major news there is. We try to keep our toy spottings up there and things like that. Um, for the second to second updates, definitely hit up my Instagram, which is collectjurassic, um, my Facebook, which is collectjurassic, and to a lesser extent, my Twitter. I do keep very up to date with that. It just isn't automatic like Instagram and Facebook, and that is also collect Jurassic, and then i do have a slow slowly slowly budding youtube channel which is also collect Jurassic, which i do have a few things on there too as well i did have a quick little live stream of the toy fair on that too if anyone wants to check it out and kind of see the madness in person most definitely so i will throw links to all of these uh places on the in the show notes uh so mm -hmm. anyone listening definitely go over there and check out collectjurassic.com and uh, follow Tim on social media. Awesome, thank you. One thing is for sure, our wallets are all going to be a lot thinner. Mattel's Jurassic World toy line is vast. I mean, they just don't make toy lines like this anymore. And as Tim said, it's a good problem to have even when you're like me and you've just got to have all of it. I anticipate that we'll see more from Mattel at San Diego Comic-Con this summer, and I will be there to cover the latest reveals from all of our favorite toy companies, including Mattel, so I'm looking forward to that. Until then, it seems like there will yet be some new product from Mattel to keep me busy. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate Cantina Chatter and leave a review. In fact, be sure to do that no matter where you're checking out the show, whether it be Google Play or Podomatic or YouTube or anywhere else. This show is a labor of love and it is here for all of you to enjoy. If you're so inclined, Victoria's Cantina is on Patreon. To gain greater access to Victoria's Cantina and help keep the lights on, be sure to hit that link in the show notes. You can also follow us on Facebook by searching for Victoria's Cantina, Instagram at Victoria's Cantina, and Twitter at Vic's Cantina. As always, thank you for tuning in to the Cantina Chatter Podcast.